Welcome to Create Your Own Economy podcast, the weekly podcast that equips you with the know-hows, the strategies, tools, and resources to create your own economy, grow your business, and live the life you desire. If you have not done so, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. everybody welcome to today's episode i am your host bumi ajibade and in today's episode we'll just look at the question that people ask a lot can i be successful doing something i'm not passionate about it's a big question and my guest today he has thrown that question to us some time ago and I would love him to share with you his own take about that. He is one of my mentors, Chris Rollins. Hello, Chris. Hey, Boomy. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. And Chris is the president of Rollins Performance Group, Inc. He uses his experience as an executive master trainer. He's my mentor. Okay. And he's a proprietary 3C model of high performance to help his clients achieve massive organizational growth. His focus is on developing foundational principles of effective communication, leadership, and sales skills. Chris is an international trainer and speaker who ignites and inspires his audiences to embrace the possibilities available to them by encouraging them to challenge wait for this, in the box ideas and concepts in order to achieve out of the box results. Chris, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Boomi. I'm excited to be here and serve you and your audience today. Thank you. We really appreciate you coming in to add value uh, to my audience, uh, you know, especially people that, are, uh, uh, that they have decided to create their own economy, to create their own source of income. People that have maybe worked for so many years for somebody else, mm -hmm. and they now want to work for themselves, be their own boss, or people that have businesses and they just want to go to the next level. This is it. And we will start with the first question. You know, we're talking about uh, uh, success and passion. So could you define both? What is success? What is passion? Yeah, I think that's an outstanding question. It's funny enough, when I think about success, uh, you could probably read so many different definitions of the word success. You know, people may define it this way or that way. I don't think there is a set uh, definition. I like to say the Chris Rollins version of what what is success to me. Uh, and and as you know, Boomy, some of this may come from my personality style. But for me, I really often define success as the freedom to make my own decisions. Right. And, and, and what do I mean by that? When I say freedom to make my own decisions, I think some people get confused. Now, as you know, you know, Melissa and I at this point. Our business has been operating for over 10 years, and, and it's what we've been doing. So I left the corporate space, the nine-to-five job, launched our business uh, over 10 years ago, and we've been doing it. Some other people, though, may turn around and say, 
but I, I like my job. Do I have to leave my job and start my own business to be successful? No, mm-hmm. not in my opinion. The freedom to make that decision, decision that's right for you is success. So, you know, that that to me, and again, as a high D, you know, my personality style, <laughs> it, it's the ability to make the decision that's right for me. Now, when I think about passion, ultimately, the passion comes from what are we trying to achieve and what are we trying to accomplish? In our business, whether we're training or whether we're speaking somewhere, whether we are serving our communities or doing whatever, ultimately, my passion, driven by my personality style, is about achieving results. Mm. Now, as I've grown, I like to say boomy as I've matured. <laughs> I know when I was when I was young, I used to think I did this and I did this and I did that. Young, pardon the, the expression, young, dumb, and zealous, right? Mm-hmm. But but I remember one time Jack Welch, who was the head of General Electric for years, large mm-hmm. American company. Um, but Jack Welch once said, before you become a leader. Success is all about growing yourself. Yes. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Hmm. Now, what I think about that statement that's so interesting is there's no judgment in where someone is when they understand that statement. We're all at different places on our journey of life. Yes. So, There was a time when I looked at success, okay, I achieved these things, but because I'm results oriented and I thought, how do I multiply my ability to achieve results? That's where I learned and grew. I like to say got wiser with time and age Mm -hmm. that I can only achieve so much as an individual. So today I still measure results. That's the way God wired me. Yes. I, I am God wired to need to achieve results. And there's nothing wrong with that. If anyone's listening and you say, that's me, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. No. God wired you the way he wanted you wired, my friend. I'm not going to be the one to tell him he made a mistake. So, you know, I, I love to look at it that way. But what I recognized and learned along the way was in order to truly take success to the next level, it was still about results, but now it was about the results I help others achieve. Others. So it just shifted my focus not my drive. As far as passion, yes, it's those things that we do. You know, our passion may be twofold, two sides of a coin, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. One, what I'm doing, but two, why I'm doing it. Now, mm. when the two can, can come into alignment and work perfectly well, that's mm. an amazing thing. But to me, ultimately, if I had to choose between the two, the what and the why, I would always go with the why first. Why? Why? It always this is works. amazing. This is this is really amazing because you know people are always thinking of success in terms of money alone, but we know that that is not. Uh, and as an entrepreneur, you know you serve people. You you know you are you have a business where you you make things happen. You meet a need of whoever your customer is. So when you are able to meet the need of the customer, that is a success to you. Again, on the other end, that will create some income, right? So 
and, and I also know that when people have a business, the sole aim of a business is to generate income. Now, while you are doing that, how does passion come into that? You know, generating an income and then you've been passionate. How do they uh, marry? Right. Well, I, I, I love what you said there that the, the main, you know, focus or the main drive of the business has to be uh, to generate an income. And I think, let me start with that because I think that doesn't get enough attention. You know, mm. oh, you know, I just want to serve people. I hear people say this, Boomer, I just want to serve people. And listen, I love that heart. I'm not demeaning that at all, but I think people need to hear the rest of the story. Yes, you want to serve people, but think of a business. Without money, you can't sustain the mission. If your business is to serve others and the money is not coming in, to pay the bills, the business mm -hmm. will shut down. And if the business shuts down, you can no longer serve others. So it's not being selfish. I, mm. Someone needs to hear that, right? Yes. It's not being selfish to yes. say we need to be successful. In fact, I often say this. Have you ever heard the phrase, Boomy? I love them. Yeah, well, I just want to be able to take care of me and my group. I don't want too much. I think that's the most selfish thing someone can say. I just just want me, my four and no more. It's that mentality, right? It, it Just take care of my family. Well, wow. If all I can do is provide for my family, then I can't give where it's in my heart to give and to serve others and to add to others. You yes. cannot pour into someone else's cup from an empty pitcher. From an empty cup. Right. You can't do it. So you had to be able to have that ability to do that. And I think that's so uh, important. Now, with that, here's the thought. When you talk about the passion, and I'm going to go back to what I said with the what and the why, mm -hmm. especially, Boomy, if someone's starting off, because I will say this will shift over time. Yes, and definitely. As business matures things will come more into alignment. But mm -hmm. allow me to speak to those that are kind of in that startup mode, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm just grabbing something off my desk here. I have a pen in my hand, right? What mm -hmm. I call a branded pen, you know, it's got our logo mm -hmm. on it. Somewhere, some company, somebody is making these today for, mm -hmm. for someone. They're just making yes. pens. You may ask the question, are they passionate about pens? Do they wake up and obsess <laughs> over pens? Maybe. Maybe they do, right? Maybe. They, <laughs> maybe. Sit around, maybe they sit around the dinner table. Oh, my gosh, this ballpoint pen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, though, maybe their passion is, hey, this business of making pens is providing for our 100 employees. Yes. It's doing this. It's it's a widget, right? It's just a widget, but it's providing for this. And it's, <clears throat> it's not only serving us, it's serving those that, um, you know, th that we take care of in the business. And yes, by the way, we're delivering a great product to our customer. 
you know, I often tell Melissa that that yes, our business must generate revenue. That that's a that's a non-issue in, in my mind. It's not even an optional question. Yes, we won't exist if we don't generate revenue. However, mm-hmm. and, and she's known this for 10 years, the day we let that be our reason, the why. Yeah, our why is mm. the day we no longer deserve someone else's business. Our yes, our why should not be to make money. That that's got to be the goal. That's got to be it. Got to be there, no doubt, for the business mm-hmm. to operate. So that's where we measure the success, achieving the revenue, and the passion. Which what does that mean? When I say the passion, here's the thing: if you and I had to go work for this company, I don't know who this is, but you know the company that made this pen today. Here's what I know. My passion would be, can I be challenged? Can you give me an opportunity to say, how can we improve? How can we make it better? How can we you know, achieve the results? What's our goal this quarter? I want to help achieve it. Because why? I'm driven that way. Yes. Where someone else, my wife, as you know her well, Boomi. Uh, me. Would say, right. <laughs> and you would say, can we have fun doing this? Can we make mm-hmm. it engaging and interactive? Can we do this? Someone else might say, can we know what to expect? Can, can, can things be consistent throughout the, the process? Uh, can we come to work in an environment that is not um, combative all the time, right? I want to work in a stress-free, peaceful environment where everyone gets along. They know what to expect. You don't constantly throw things at us out of the blue. And then someone else says, hey, I want to ensure the process is in place so that that we're you know doing everything. We're crossing the T's and dotting the mm-hmm. I's correctly. Mm-hmm. We're following the right process. We're ensuring that um, you know it's the most efficient and effective way. Don't do something in four steps that you could do in one. Now, what did I just do? You know this, Boomy, but yes, you know, the audience. I described the real the the different personality traits and characteristics that some people are driven to. Someone probably said, yep, that's me, or yep, that's me, or you know, that they heard that uh, in the process. So really, it's to think about, you know, again, achieving the result, uh, you know, getting the success in, in that manner, um, but letting my passion being driven by not always the widget we do, but what we're able to accomplish with it. So... Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Because you know, I, I, and I, and I was happy when you mentioned uh, uh, people just love to do stuff, just doing it, which we call hobby, which right. is good. But when somebody then makes that hobby the excuse, it becomes limiting, you know. So that excuse of oh, I just want to to you know just to help somebody, and then they kind of have a limiting mindset. And then they will complain tomorrow because they don't even have funds to fund whatever that hobby or that thing that they can do and they don't need uh, uh, um, uh, to be paid for. Uh, but when you have a business, right? You you know there's an income attached to it that you are seeking on a monthly basis and all that because you're going to pay your bills. At the same time, there needs to be a reason, the why, 
behind what you do. And, you know, th th there's this thing. And I know uh, every business we come to a time when it's like things are slow. There's a challenge around the corner. How does passion come in to help at that time? Well, what's interesting, you said there's a time when it's slow, but again, I'm going to attribute that especially to the startup phase, the mm -hmm. earlier phase of a business. So, Boomi, I'll go back 10 years in time and think about the early days of our business. What did it look like then compared to what it looks like now? Wow. So today we're pretty dialed in in the things we do. But, but I want to be clear, when people are starting off, here was our number one drive. So when you say our passion, when we started in business, the number one passion, yes, was to do things that serve people, truly serve people, yes. and truly added value to them. But in order for the business to exist, the only way we made it 10 years was by selling 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. You said that about yes. a hobby. I always tell people if you're not if you're not charging effectively for your business or for for what you offer, you don't have a business, you have a, a really expensive hobby. <laughs> and oh, yes. <laughs> it's just what it is. And, yes, and it so is. what we think about is, is this. You if your schedule is not full today, if you look and you've got a lot of open time and say, what am I going to do with this time? Do what you need to, to move, to, to pull the lever of revenue. It may not even be the thing you're most passionate about. We did things, figuring it out along the way that just brought revenue into the business. Hmm. But as our calendars and schedules began to fill up, then yes. we were able to say, I can pull that back now. Back. Right. Mm. I don't need to do this forever. I just need to do it for a period of time. And, and, and now I can let these other things begin to overtake them and fill those in. And, you know, when I think about that, I often tell people starting off in, in business, the number one killer of small businesses worldwide today, not just in the U.S., the number one killer of small businesses is not what most people think. I have asked this question to audiences. It's profit. No, it's not. No. Believe it or not, we see large publicly traded companies today. I'm talking huge, the big brands. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we just lost $6 billion this quarter. I'm thinking, <laughs> how does someone lose $6 billion? What happened? <laughs> right. But how did they exist? The number one killer of small businesses is cash flow. No, it's hmm. revenue. So you've got to think about that cash flow. So here's what I would encourage someone starting off. Let your passion be driven around the fact that you're selling. So many times when I talk to people starting off and they go into that, but I just want to serve people. This is what I like to tell them, Boomy. Selling, ethical selling, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking the what we call the used car salesperson mentality of, you know, I just if I hate this phrase, I could sell ice to an Eskimo. I've heard that phrase before. I could sell a newspaper <laughs> yep. to a blind man. I could sell water to a drowning man. Blah blah blah. Whatever phrase someone wants to use, it's so mm -hmm. funny. Through the years as I've employed salespeople, when someone would say that to me in an interview, I would never hire them. Ever. Wow. 
because I'm like, you're, you just lost the, the job when you said that to me, because what you're saying is you don't care about the customer result yeah. and their success. You only care about yeah. your own. That's yeah. self-serving. That's self-serving. Mm. Self-serving. By serving someone else. Selling is serving at the highest level. Because when you sell someone else, you're selling them on something that's going to move them from the place where they are to help fill the gap between where they are and where mm-hmm. they want to be. Yes. You're, you're, you're filling that gap. You're building gap. a bridge between their desired state and their present state. Present, okay. And, and when we do that, we really help someone you know, move that needle. And I think that, that so many times people just see that as, wow. as, as almost this negative. When people tell me I struggle with the cell, I say your passion needs to get aligned to the fact that all selling is doing. And, and, and selling is not manipulating someone again. It's not selling water to a drowning man. That's not selling. That's manipulation. <laughs> That's not selling. That's, That's manipulation. manipulation. Okay. Yep. You're right. Selling is bringing someone to the point of an informed decision. Decision. Mm. Right? Boomy. This is the information you need to make mm-hmm. the decision and then helping you say yes or no. And I'm truly not tied to whether you say yes or no. Yes or no. Yep. I just need you to make the decision yes or no, because as we know, the worst decision someone can make is indecision. Yep, because that's a decision too. (laughs) That's a decision too, right? That's a decision, yes. And so when we think about that from a passion perspective, we fill in the blank with whatever, I mean, everyone listening to this could say, but I do this, or I do that, or I do that. They could fill in the blanks with their own this is what I do. The, the business. Yes. What, right, whatever their business is, whoever they serve. It could be a product. It could be a service. service. Yes. It could be a, uh, a brick and mortar style mm. business. It could be an online business. It could be business to business. It could be business to consumer. All those options are on the table, but ultimately it's about helping people you know, move to the next level and, and saying, this is how I'm going to sell. This is how I'm going to serve. If I do this and align that with my passion, then ultimately I'm going to achieve the success that that I desire. Oh, thank you so much. I love, oh my God, I wrote some notes. <laughs> the number one killer of a small business is cash flow, you know, because people are just thinking, People just have phobia of, of selling. When you hear that, you know, you want to sell, it's like, no, 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 I don't want to sell because of the experiences that they have had, the salesman, yes. the, the used car salesman's experience. Uh, but again, selling is serving at the highest level. You are helping somebody make a decision from where they are to where they want to go. So uh, people that are watching us or listening, Uh, This is a time that you want to see that the business that you are studying or that you are in is the form of service to somebody. At the same time, it will also bless you by putting some money in your back pocket to pay your bills. 
and then to have more people to support, more people to help. So that brings me to, to this question. When should a business owner let go of things that they're not passionate about, especially when it's making them money? Because people are then torn between, okay, income is coming in, but I'm really not passionate about this. Should they let that go? And, and again, a great question, uh, you know, kind of back to what I said a few minutes ago that I think will really fit that uh, answer or that question as well is, you know, when they reach a point, if it's, if it's not taking away from what they, their, their passion is really driving them to do, continue doing it. Okay. Continue doing it. It's bringing in revenue. And, and by the way, I mean, the goal hopefully is that it is truly helping someone else and, and you're doing that. But when you get to the point where you have to start saying no to the things that you are truly passionate about, here's the thing, Boomy. I always say this, the one thing that we all have in common Mm -hmm. time, time, time. Yep. Time. Um, and, and so when I think about this, you know, I, I've heard this phrase so many times throughout my life and it, you're going to laugh at me, Boomy. It literally drives me crazy. <laughs> when people say time is the great equalizer of all men, I've heard that phrase hmm. and I don't believe anything could be further from the truth. Hmm. I believe time is the great differentiator of all men. Yes, <laughs> it is. And, and people say, well, how is it the great differentiator? We all from the poorest person on the planet to the richest, we all have the exact same amount of time. And by the way, yes. time is finite. It's not yes. an infinite resource. I, I believe yes. in abundance mentality. I believe in thinking big and dreaming big and doing big and all of that. But we can't create more time. Mm. So the only difference between one and another is how we utilize Use. that finite mm. resource. So, so the thing I look at is this, if I'm not, if I'm doing that thing that you said, I'm not as passionate about, but I'm still able to do the thing I am on the side, Mm -hmm. for example, do both because it is serving you. Mm -hmm. You know, when we say serving, I I love this. I'm going to say this. If it's not win, win. Yeah. And we always hear that win, win, you know, let it be a win, win deal. Win, win. And people don't want it to be a win-lose. I don't want it to be I win at the expense of your loss. But it also shouldn't be lose-win. Mm-hmm. As a business, if you lose and the customer's winning, then again, just like we said earlier, you won't stay yeah. in business very long. That's, That's no not business. a recipe for success. <laughs> and, and you're not going to be able to serve them. So it's truly got to be a win-win. So the win is that you're serving someone and bringing in revenue. And you can still do that thing you're passionate about. If you find yourself saying, I had this opportunity, Mm. especially, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, the first time, but if you're starting to see a pattern of now, uh, I had to turn that down. I had to turn that down. I had to Mm. turn that down. Maybe it's time to start dialing back. You don't have to cut it off. Dialing back. Mm -hmm. But you start pulling back that lever on the thing you're not passionate about. Now you fill it up because- you're never going to do more than any of us can do within a 
specified period of time, a day, week, month, year, et cetera. So that's when you notice when I have to start saying no to that, that I'm passionate about because the other has my calendar or my schedule filled up, filled up, dialing back one and start pushing the lever on the other. That's when you do it. Thank you so much. That, it's so important because at times uh, uh, the 24 hours that we have in a day, it's like, I'm working so hard. I'm putting all this. I think we just need to, to put everything in perspective and see how does this serve me and serve the people that I'm serving? Because I don't want uh, to lose at the expense of other people gaining because eventually they won't gain anything because we're all going to be out of business. Right. That's what it is. So th the other question is that, so it, can one then um, become passionate? Maybe they started with that passion and all that. Can, can they eventually become passionate about that project over a long period of time if they started with that passion from the beginning? And that's a good question. You know, I, my my perspective of that question would be yes, uh, because, you know, it all depends on why we got into it, why we started doing it. I know there are things that, that I've done that I would say it helps people. It serves people. It doesn't. It might even be operating in my strength zone, but it's not operating in my passion zone. So I've done mm -hmm. it when I need it. Yes. But then there are other things that I would turn around and say, I did at one point out of necessity. Yes. But the more I did it, the more I found, I'm, I'm going to use this example to answer your question, Boomy, just a okay. real world example. So years ago, and you know, my our children are grown, but years yeah. ago, my oldest son used to help us and, and would do all of my video editing for me. Okay, for our business, all the, the editing of videos, he did all the programs and all of that. It's what he did in high school and into college, et cetera. And I said, okay. And I would kind of watch him. And over time, especially as he moved out and you know started living his own life, I started learning some of those pieces and handling some of it on my own. And I say that because I did it out of necessity. Necessity. But, but Melissa started saying, you seem like the more you do it, I said, this is, this is allowing me to operate in my creativity zone. It was completely unexpected. Did I love it eight, nine, 10 years ago? No, no. But today, oh, I'll sit up at night and say, let me sit there and do all this. And then when I'm done, I say, I made, that. I did it. I did that. Right. That was so yes. awesome. Was it a passion of mine years ago? No. Today, I don't want to give that to someone else because I am motivated when I do that. I get to do that. And, and she laughs. And most people that know me would not think I would sit down and be the one to do that. Oh, to Chris, edit a video. Yeah, it's just a video. <laughs> but I sit down and do that. I make something to say, you know what? That would look good on a TV commercial or on a movie screen. I mean, it looks professionally, you know, well done, as good as any other studio. And I'm like, wow, I think that's awesome. So that passion grew over time. I think often 
people miss out on some of the biggest opportunities in life Mm. when they look at something at the very beginning, at the first time they did something and they determine in their mind, I'm passionate about this or I'm not passionate about this. And they make that decision. Some passions grow. I, I would say this, you know, Melissa and I have been married for a long time and, you know, I loved her 31 plus years ago, but our love over the years we've been married has continued to grow yes. and to develop. Our passion can do the exact same thing. Hmm. My love for her yes. today is not where my love was 31 years ago. And our passion for what I do, I am every, you know, when people would say, are you still passionate about what you do in your business, Chris? I can tell you. I thought I was passionate 10 years ago when we started it. Today, I live and breathe it because what we do and it's how we truly make a difference. I like to say, I want the impact that we make to outlive us when I'm done. They don't have to remember my name, but I want to know that we've served other people and we've helped them go to the next level by what we've done. And I want to know that it truly made a difference. And to me, if it doesn't last, didn't make a difference. Yep. That's a legacy. That's yep. what we call the legacy. Yep. Yep. And so, so that, I allow the legacy. that passion to grow in that area, but yeah, I, I know it's a long way to answer your question. No, yes. I absolutely think passion can grow. I, and I agree with you. I agree with you because, um, you know, passion, the only thing that is the same, that is consistent is your why is your purpose. Mm-hmm. That one is consistent. Correct. It's the same thing, but the way that it will uh, the passion that you attach to that purpose needs to grow. It needs to grow. I mean, uh, 10 years to this year to, you know, to another five years. If if you are listening, listening to us or you are watching us and you just see that you are in the same position, yeah. mm. the same passion, you are just the same. We will encourage you to go back inside and do the work and figure out why is my passion still the same? Right. Why am I not excited uh, more than I was 10 years ago? Because for me, uh, when I was in corporate America, um, I was a national trainer. I was a coach. I've, I helped hundreds of people to start their business, to have uh, uh, successful businesses, and I travel around the U.S. doing that. And I was passionate about doing that. People knew I was passionate. But Chris, let me tell you this. The passion that this girl has now, what I had before is like this yep. to what I have now. And I can see it even growing every day. And that is how it's supposed to be right. that we show up not the way I showed up 10 years ago. Imagine yourself showing up how you showed up 10 years ago. With your own personality, you will not like yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Absolutely. You know, it's funny when you say that. I think of it like anything. Yeah, I often say when, when I think about growing, we were if I could say it this way, we were not created by God to lose, to shrink, to withdraw. We were created to grow. Yes. And 
And, and I could use a, a you know hundred examples, uh, you know, from that if I wanted. But we were truly created to grow. And and if we think about it, everything's designed that way. A tree, a, an oak tree, was at one point in time mm. an acorn. Yes. But that oak tree, that acorn, had within it everything that it needed to become a huge oak tree. If we look at that acorn and 10 years from now, it's still an acorn. Hmm. Did it do what it was designed to do? No. no. If we look at ourselves, your exact point, if we look back at ourselves 10 years ago and think, wow, I'm in the same place. I, I truly don't believe there's a such thing as being stagnant because our environment is constantly moving. So yeah, if so we you actually grown, back, we've receded, right? <laughs> yes, we, we've actually definitely. So we have to continue to grow. Our passion is no different. Yes. It has yes. to continue to grow as well. It has so. to grow. And as we wind down and, and really, um, mm-hmm. you, you said something about, if you all see behind uh, Chris, there is DISC. Chris is a, an executive master trainer. And uh, I will start interning with him in January. Is my mentor for me also to become uh, a master trainer, a DISC master trainer. And DISC has helped me in my life so much when I was introduced to it in 2004. Uh, and, uh, you know, understanding myself, because if I don't understand me, then it's poor me. Is why is Chris doing this to me? Why is this person doing this to me? And I'm like, everybody is doing this to me. Meanwhile, <laughs> they are all just living their lives. Right? So, yes. and I know you mentioned this at the beginning. How does personality styles, understanding personality styles, how does that affect, um, you know, what we're talking about, business, passion, Mm -hmm. and all that, Uh, you know, especially how we manifest them, how does this affect that? I would think from anyone running a business, it affects them three simple ways. Number one, it helps us truly understand ourselves. Many times, and it starts with self. Many times people run into the situation where, you know, why do I do this that way? Why do I do this that way? You know, maybe I need yeah. to be different. Now, you know, Boomy, I use the phrase often. This is how you were Godwired, right? Listen, I, if I can get away with using this example, but, you know, we were once told, I always talk about the two great commandments in the Bible, love God, love others as yourself. It's really yes. three. <laughs> the two great examples are love God, love others as yourself. Love others as yourself is two parts. Two. Love others yes. as yourself. Until you begin to understand and love yourself properly. I'm not talking about being narcissistic. I'm talking about a proper love of self the way you are. Then your love of everyone else will be skewed because your mm. perspective is skewed. So you need to understand yourself. This helps us understand this is, oh, that's why I do this that way. That's why I think that way. That's why I naturally react that way. Number two, it helps us learn to communicate and connect to others. So I might be one primary style and I'm not going to go into the whole, we're a blend mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. but Boomy, you know that very, very well, right? Yes, we're not one I or do. the other. We're blends of all of them to a degree, but 
let me understand how to truly relate to everyone. And here's the big key. I can learn to adapt and relate to everyone without being asked to change change. who I am. Yes. For me to ask you to change would be to imply there's something wrong with you. And there's Mm -hmm. not. So understand myself, understand how to relate to others by adapting to the need. Mm -hmm. And then third, and this is so critical, especially to someone running a business, recognize when I need to adapt that that requires the usage, if you will, of energy. Mm -hmm. And if I'm using energy to adapt, I have to recognize my style so that I know how I naturally can uh, recharge. And if I recharge, it keeps my battery, right? If you think of our phones from being low battery, red blinking at me, and then your Mm -hmm. phone dies. Um, so I recognize that ability to do that and say, this is how I naturally recharge and naturally recharging is how we operate in the long run. Let me give this example. This phone might operate, whatever, two years, three years, however long I keep this phone before I upgrade it. But so many people try to operate their life like the phone and they never plug it back in. Mm. This phone won't operate for two years without what? Constant recharging. Recharging. And the recharging is how we learn to manage it. So we understand ourselves, learn how to, to be able to adapt, adapt and communicate to everyone else. It's really what I say. It helps us become master communicators, which we need to be as business leaders. And it learn, helps us understand how to manage the energy that we use and to recharge so that we stay full, which is what we should be doing. Oh, my goodness. I, you, you know, we can say that we can talk about this. I mean, right. Chris is the best when it comes to personality and really breaking it down that there's nothing wrong with you. So uh, this is the thing. You are a business owner. You are starting a business. You are in business. You are thinking about business. I think the first thing, which is the foundation, is you understanding how you operate. You understanding who you are. You understand your strength and then you understand how to adapt to other people because I know you cannot do this business by yourself for yourself. You have, you know, maybe how to understand your customers, how to understand your clients. This is really very important. And uh, uh, we are going to put a link. For you, you know, if you really want to understand yourself, you can take an assessment. And also I'll be able to, to... if you are interested in helping you to understand who you are, we'll put that uh, in the link for you to, you know, to do the assessment. Uh, you know, for us to round up, is there anything you want to say to our listeners? Uh, these are people that are so uh, ready to create their own economy. They, they, they are not, um, they don't want to look for excuses again. They are like, okay, I didn't like what it used to be on my job. I don't like it. I want a way out. What will you tell them as we round up? In a quick wrap up, I want to say this, and Boomi, I know you didn't ask about this, but but I have to say this to your own. Okay. What you just said to them about doing an assessment, someone may have said, but I've done an assessment before. Mm -hmm. Right. And and look, I've studied human behavior for years. I get that. I've taken hundreds of assessments. But you also said you're going to provide a link for them to get an assessment. And that's great. I encourage 
those of you listening, if you have not done so, to take an assessment, but yes. then to actually reach out to Boomi and allow her to help you take that to the next level. This is what I often say, the power, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I think our assessments are great, but the power of any assessment is not in the written report itself. Yes, you'll get a written report. The power of an assessment is in the trained eye that knows how to take the information that report provides and then help someone develop clear, actionable steps from it following a proven scientific process. And that is what Boomi is able to do to really yes. help someone. Boomi, I know you're good at that. I know you can do that. If someone really wants to do it, it's not just, oh, taking an assessment. It's then working with you to help them take it because you have been trained to understand Yes, it's not just a report. That's the first no. step. It's then helping them really apply it in their lives. I would encourage them to do that because I know that you will truly add significant value to them and help them um, you know, add rocket fuel, if you will, to the mm -hmm. results they're getting now whenever they, they take that and you can help them actually put in a personalized plan to help them move forward in their business. I have to say that to, to the audience. I would encourage <laughs> Thank them. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate you. Um, oh, gosh. I wish we, we can do this for another one hour. Uh, Chris is my mentor and Chris... You know, we're talking about passion. You can see how passionate he, he is, how passionate he is, he is about his uh, helping other people, adding value to people. And I hope you also heard that having expensive hobby <laughs> is when you spend so much money and there's no income coming in. And you know what? I have been there when it's all about, let me just give people, let me just give people. And what I have also noticed is that people don't value what they don't pay for. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's what we know. So as we round up today, I really want to thank you for uh, listening in. Remember, Chris said the number one killer of small business is cash flow. How do you want to bring cash into your business so that you will stay in business and, and really work in your passion? Very important. And also, understanding yourself is so, so important. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you, Chris, for sharing with us. And my name is Bumi Ajibade. I am here to serve you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The best gift you can give me is by sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and reviewing it, which will help this podcast to grow organically. If you want to create your own economy and live the life that you deserve, join my next workshop or schedule time with me. My purpose may as well be to help you on your journey. Visit clarogr.com forward slash workshop. See you again next week. <music>